Coming up on this edition of the Midco Sports Network podcast, a conversation with Olympic gold medalist and Grand Forks native Monique Lamaru Mirando. Gender equity is not a female issue, and it shouldn't just be females talking about it. It's everybody's problem, and everybody should be a part of the solution, and that's across the board for any type of inequity that you might see. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network podcast, presented by Avera Orthopedics. Here's Alex Heiner. Yes, excited for another edition of the Midco Sports Network podcast. Welcome. Glad to have you on board. I'm Alex Seinert, taping this on a Thursday afternoon, July the 25th, just a couple days after two Grand Forks natives made headlines once again in the national news scene. We're talking about Monique and Jocelyn Lamaru, those two, of course, with now three Olympic medals to their name, including gold that they won on the ice back in 2018 in Pyeongchang. We're about... You know, about a year and a half removed from that and since winning gold, as you're about to hear, it has been a bit of a whirlwind for those two UND graduates. And Jocelyn and Monique have been traveling the country and traveling the world a little bit, really, in support of a number of different initiatives. Uh, They recently, just coming earlier this week, announced the launch of a foundation, the Monique and Jocelyn Lambrou Foundation, that has a lot of different aims, but the, the biggest one is just to provide basic needs for youth in our country and, and specifically in Grand Forks and in the North Dakota area. And they talk about how, you know, 30% of the North Dakota youth are, are kind of struggling, living below or around the poverty line and how it's just an area where, you know, when you want to have a society that really tries to build up their youth and tries to help grow and make each generation a little bit better, you know, those numbers just aren't acceptable in a place like North Dakota. And that's really where the heart of these two is is geared toward. And obviously they are phenomenal hockey players still at the top of their game, getting ready to hit the ice for the first time since having children. Both became mothers this last year. Uh, that That's coming up with a number of big tournaments on the way for Team USA. Uh, but obviously they, they both understand that, their legacy is not just going to be centered around a pair of goals that were scored in South Korea back in 2018. It's going to be about this. It's going to be about trying to help the next generation of not just young athletes, but just the next generation of youth in our country to have the same opportunities that they have. And it's it's a phenomenal message. And certainly it comes at a time in our country when you know, equality and and diversity and a lot of number, a number of issues are really at the forefront. And, you know, it's been neat to see two kids who grew up in Grand Forks, went to UND and have just become household names in this country, take such a stand for something so positive. And so I had a chance just a couple of minutes to chat with Monique Lamaru earlier this week, who, by the way, was my former color commentator on Midco SN for UND Women's Hockey Broadcast. It's been fun to see her continue to grow both as a, obviously as a player, but as a, as a broadcaster as well. Monique has spent time with NHL Network as an analyst uh, in, in, in studio and on the ice as well. Uh, just a really talented, well-spoken young woman who uh, I have a ton of respect for and have gotten to know just a little bit over the years. And so it was fun to catch up with her from the airport. Uh, she was getting ready. She and Jocelyn kind of in this in this tour as they announced this foundation and earned support for it. I uh, was getting ready just to hop on a plane, but uh, she was gracious enough to take a few minutes of her time to chat about the foundation and what is going on in the life of her, her family, her twin sister. Uh, so here, by the way, now that conversation with Monique Lamaru Mirando earlier this week. I guess first off, obviously you and Jocelyn have been incredibly busy over the last you know year and a half since Pyeongchang. Just kind of talk me through what you guys have been up to. Give us a brief overview. Uh, I guess we've had a lot of different life experiences uh, that we've got. Most notably, we, we both have become moms, mm-hmm. and so... 
Uh, Mickey is seven and a half months old, and then Jocelyn's son Nelson, he just turned six months old, so we, we added motherhood onto the list of accomplishments. Um, but we've been really fortunate. Um, after the Olympics, we had um, kind of a plethora of opportunities that came our way, speaking engagements, mainly um, around just the Olympics and the gold medal, but uh, we were really fortunate um, to become ambassadors for Comcast Corporate Values programs, uh, in particular their Internet Essentials program. And we have been we were able to travel the country and really give back to help a program that's helped a lot of low income Americans and and especially kids. And Joss and I have uh, we've been also been involved with Snyder Hockey, um, that program out of Philadelphia, and we've seen the impact that these programs have had in, in underserved communities and and again, especially kids. And so Joss and I are kind of looking, okay, what what can we do to make a difference in Grand Forks? We've done stuff around the country and with other companies and foundations. What can we do as individuals? And we felt um, in order, the best way that we can give back was to create a foundation and give to causes that uh, we are passionate about. And so that's why we started a foundation. And I'm sure you've seen our, our Kind of like our call to action is to, to cheer for the one behind, which really started from our mom um, when we were younger and, and not wanting to have to cheer um, for one over the other. So she would usually cheer for the one that was behind, whether that was our brothers that were competing against each other in races or Joss and I in swimming or cross country. And that's just really kind of permeated into other parts of our lives and really wanting to help level the playing field and make a difference for, for kids that – uh, might not have the same opportunities as others or might not have the same resources and helping every kid start at, have the same starting point and, and giving them opportunities to succeed in life. Yeah, well, it's obviously a great, certainly a worthy cause and something that is near and dear to, to you both. And you talk about supporting underprivileged youth, mainly in, in the education field. Uh, kind of talk me through yep. some of the specifics about what the foundation, how will you kind of go about some of those things? Uh, well, we've, we've kept it pretty vague at this point sure. um, in order to be able to be flexible with the things that we want to give back to. Um, right now, we're, we're in the middle of kind of having meetings and conversations with people from the school district uh, in order to figure out what the, the need is. Uh, I think one of the things that we're really looking into right now is the free and reduced uh, school lunch program. Uh, there's, um, certain, there's certain schools... Um, in the Grand Forks district that it's well over 75% of the kids qualify for free or reduced lunch. And so just from a basic fundamental level, if you're expecting kids to go to school and to learn, it's pretty hard to learn on an empty stomach or yeah. when you're hungry. Uh, so that's one of the programs I think we're pretty comfortable um, saying that we're going to give back to initially. And then uh, from there, I think it's just really evaluating where the need is in the community and then um, going, having the conversations with the right people and then going from there. Yeah, certainly. Well, it's basic needs. Obviously, that's a huge thing and makes a big difference yeah. in schools getting yeah. those kids. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, the cheer for the one behind is such a that's such a great motto and such a great way to look at it, especially as a parent when you don't want to cheer for one over the other when you're in competition. Um, kind of talk me through how that sort of became was there sort of an aha moment where you decided, you know what, this is what we should be about? Or was that something that just has kind of happened organically over really the, the, the course of your life growing up? I think it's certainly something that's kind of happened organically and what, we, what we're all about. But it was something that I think in conversations with people that we work with and talking to some mentors of ours, it was 
something that we were just kind of talking about in conversation and we were just talking about our parents and she was like yeah she would always cheer for the one behind and just kind of it was kind of like in talking about it passively that we're just like that's kind of everything we stand for like yeah. if there's anything like that we're about and like if there's like a a catchphrase or a credo or a slogan that like that's i think certainly one that we would stand we stand by and stand for and so it was i think something that we know that we, we live by that and we try and make a difference and we try and help others and so it was kind of a it was, it was pretty fitting considering it came from our mom and mm. we just thought it was a perfect fit yeah, it's a great idea. It's, it's a great way to kind of encapsulate what you're about. Uh, when, when you think about, honestly, all the things that you have to balance right now, you obviously you mentioned, you know, both being mothers, still still playing hockey and still pushing to, to be yeah. the elite hockey players that you are while starting this foundation. How do you balance all those things? Yeah, we haven't even touched on the hockey part. We actually go to camp <laughs> in like a week and a half and the boys are going to be coming with us and we're bringing a nanny. So there, there's that whole aspect oh, great. of it too. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, I, I think sometimes Dallas and I have to stop and kind of give ourselves credit for the, the kind of the, the amount of balls we're juggling in the air right now and <laughs> making everything yeah. work and trying to balance everything. Obviously, when you when you throw a child into the mix, it it it, it changes everything in in, in a, the in the best way possible. And so we've just had to really um, learn our balance of being able to. I mean, obviously we have to schedule and be pretty schedule oriented and making sure we're getting everything that needs to get done on the home front before we, our focus goes into training or to hockey or to all the other things that we have going on. But it certainly wouldn't be possible without the support of our husbands and them being full, being on board with us and what we're trying to do and accomplish. And so it definitely takes a village, but it's, I mean, every, every once in a while, you can't be all those things every single day and sometimes you have to give a little bit in certain areas but it's something that learning balance i think it's a it's an it's a ongoing challenge to to try and find that balance but it's something that we we definitely are continuing to make work and want to continue doing so yeah it's i mean as someone that has two kids and does not have everything that you guys have going on it's very inspiring to see you guys do what you can do because when you think about it you're, you know, you're making a, a big difference and that's what you set out to do. And that's something, you know, for, for kids from Grand Forks or North Dakota or wherever, that's such an inspirational story. I mean, when you started out playing hockey and had obviously success and made national teams, et cetera, I mean, this, this has to just be a dream come true that you're able to do this and give back like you have been. I can't imagine this. This must have been, I mean, wildest dream type stuff to be able to do what you guys have yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, we... in in our conversations we had like starting a foundation was on one on the list of things that we wanted to accomplish and do. I don't know if we, if you talked to us a year ago, if we thought we'd be able to, to get it done for this summer. And it's a, I mean, it takes time and it's a process and you have to get approval for it. So you're not guaranteed that it'll be approved. You can start a foundation. And so we were pretty excited when we, when we got that letter in the mail and kind of got everything going with that. But I think, we realize that as athletes eventually our playing careers are going to be over and it's not it's it's not something you're going to be doing until you're 50 and so we've always been very forward thinking in the things that we want to do after hockey and there's no reason why you can't start thinking about and and working towards those things during our careers we've been able to balance a lot one is not exclusive to the other you can you can do both and so we i think really have been 
over the past year since we've been on maternity leave really really been forward thinking and making sure that when our hockey careers are over we know what we want to step into next and I think that's just uh, having a foundation set and getting that started is one of those things. Well, it's certainly great to see that you've used this platform, you know, for for so much good um, for this community and for uh, for for youth in this country. I uh, really special stuff. I know that we're all obviously we're all very proud of you guys and very proud of what you've Thank accomplished. You. And so, best of luck continuing this foundation and obviously with the hockey. So you mentioned Four Nations tournament coming up. Where where can we kind of see you next on the ice? Um, so we'll be at August camp. That's just a camp, kind of a tryout. So that's our first camp back from maternity leave. Um, and then the next tournament would be Four Nations in November, and that's in Sweden. And then we have a two-game series against Canada. That'll be that. That's in December, and will be broadcasted on on NBC Sports or NBC. We're not sure, it'll, but it'll be those will be broadcasted games. But um, there'll also be that rivalry series in February again. Um, and then the ultimate goal for this year would be world championships that are in Canada at the end of March, beginning of February. So jam-packed here yeah busy stuff busy time coming up i should by the way if you if you have a moment i should ask you really quick this summer with the women's world cup and with the u.s women's national team and the stand they took and the success they had obviously a lot of a lot of conversation has been generated now in the public and obviously you you and your team from a couple of years ago helped start that as well the conversation about equal pay and equal rights and just trying to get that spotlight how much do you see the ball now really rolling it seems like there's a moment that's happening right now in this country surrounding this this is to be a great time again for for women in sports right now yeah i mean i think i think it's going beyond just female athletes and women's sports it's obviously it's a, it's a topic coming right off the world cup and then obviously what we were able to accomplish with our team and i think when you just when you look at it in the broader sense of just equity in general not just gender equity but equity across the board from obviously gender inequity you got diversity and inclusion and just just it's it's not a fad topic and it's not going away and you're just seeing more and more people continuing to talk about it and continuing to bring up areas that need to be improved upon not just in the u.s but in the world and until you have equity across the board those conversations aren't going to go away and i think it's not it's not gender equity is not a female issue and it shouldn't just be females talking about it. It's everybody's problem and everybody should be a part of the solution. And that's, I mean, that's across the board for any type of inequity that you might see. And so I think the world cup is obviously has generated a lot of buzz around that conversation. And it's, I think it, I mean, you look at women's sports, that's just a microcosm of what's going on um, around the world as well and into the professional setting, not just sports. So I think it's, it's great because it, it brings the topic to the forefront and I think we need to continue to do that. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's important, important conversations for society to be thinking about and having, yeah, as you mentioned, in the spotlight front and center. So, hey, yep. I know you've got to catch a plane, so I don't want to keep you anymore, but I really appreciate the time, Monique. Best of luck with the foundation and on the ice this coming week. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Great stuff from a young woman that really has things in perspective that is still at the top of her game on the ice and off. So big thanks to Monique for taking the time. If you want to learn more about the Monique and Jocelyn Lamroux Foundation, feel free to check out their Facebook page or their Twitter account. They've posted a couple of videos the last few days just explaining more and more what the foundation is about. Also, if you just Google Monique and Jocelyn Lamroux Foundation, you're going to find a ton of articles uh, from organizations across the country detailing what's going on there. So great stuff from Monique and Joss. Uh, Again, best of luck to them, of course, in this endeavor, and best of luck to them as they hit the ice soon to try and make Team USA and continue their 
upward trajectory of being, again, elite hockey players in this country. Uh, we're not too far away from Beijing in 2022, and their goal is to be on the team when the U.S. goes for back-to-back gold medals in the next Winter Games. Of course, a couple big tournaments to come between now and then. But again, big thanks to Monique. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Eric Vaskert, our producer, for putting things together. I'm Alex Seinert. We will catch up with you soon. A bunch more good stuff coming soon on the MidQSN podcast and on our MidQSN family of networks. We've got a busy, busy live sports season that is coming up just around the corner, fall sports, not too far off. So stay tuned. Check out midcosn.com for full schedule details on when your favorite team is playing live on our airwaves. Enjoy the rest of summer, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for listening to this MidcoSN podcast presented by Avera Orthopedics. To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcast.